Is the camera broken? <laughs> hey guys, thanks for coming back with us for another week in the episode of Melanin Messages. I'm Tiffany. Alright guys, so now we're going to move into the sex ed fact. And it's not going to be from little old me. You guys are going to miss out on a sex ed fact for me this week. But we have a very special guest that I told you guys is near and dear to my heart. Mr. T-Cake is going to give us a sex ed fact. He, sco he scooted up his chair, then this is going to be good. <laughs> He's going to give you a sex ed fact. So guys, listen closely. All right, so for your sex ed fact, I'm going to teach you guys about the G-spot. Um, please do not mistake me for Brian McKnight to tell you guys how your pussy works. That's not what I'm about here today. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to teach you something. Um, if you don't know where the clitoris is, look it up. Uh, pay attention to that. It is an organ that is full of nerve endings, and the purpose of it is pleasure. Make yourselves familiar with it. Um, that is going to bring much joy into your lives. Um, about an inch into the vagina and upwards, you will feel this sort of rough, spongy tissue. That is the G-spot. Um, some some stuff further back, deep within the vagina orifice. Orifice, um, but that's a, that's another sex ed fact for a little bit later. Um, but right up in the front, if you put your first two fingers in and you make a come here motion. On the as you approach your palm, you'll feel some spongy tissue inside of the vagina. That spongy tissue is the G spot, is a high pleasure area. Uh, make use of that however you will. Um, but yeah, learn about uh, the anatomy of the people that you are trying to please. Um, inside of your anus, fellas, uh, you have what is called the P spot. That is mm -hmm. the prostate side. This prostate is what is what provides you with an erection and uh, is the source of your ejaculation. It can be simulated through your anus. Do not be afraid to explore. There is nothing unmasculine about it. Um, the orgasms you will have from your, from your prostate are going to be the most intense, mind-numbing experiences of your entire life. Gay men know what the Boop. fuck they are doing. <laughs> so please, it. men, if you you're straight, doing it, if people. you're straight, you identify as straight, and you're doing it with your woman, it doesn't make you gay. Nope. It just makes you exploring different things with the person that you're with. And if you are with a woman who you feel would make you ashamed of having sex in that in that way or exploring in that way, you are with the wrong person. Get yes. rid of them. Because they're, they're not healthy women out for here you. That would try that with you and think you don't think any less of you. Okay, because their aim is to please you in that moment. Yep. There's plenty of men I know out here that want to experience, I don't care what they say, want to experience ass looking from a woman. Yes. And I will say that <clears throat> I want to keep sipping. <laughs> I I'm just had this talk. If I mean, that is not, what you want, and that is perfectly it. fine, you just got to wash your ass right. Yes, you yes. do. Right. So before. you have to be clean. So right after a shower, and I'm going to be in there with you. So make sure you shower. It gentlemen. Is. <laughs> I'm a queer man, so let me, let me explain some things. You go to your local sex shop, and you can get a shower attachment that will help you clean yourself out. 
I like to be a little weird, but there's a thing that you can do for that. Mm. Trust me, it's worth it if that's what you're trying to do. What's this shower attachment called? <laughs> I've had one for so long, I forget what it was called. But you can go in there and it's like a little, it's like a little hose that attaches to your shower head. And it comes with a little nozzle you put in your butt. Like a colonic? A little bit, yeah. But what it does is it, it's going to get, <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not as deep as a colonic, right? But the whole thing you're going to do, you're going to put in your butt and it's going to put that lukewarm water. Please don't put hot water. Uh, it's a terrible thing to do to yourself. You your internal organs are very sensitive. And no, what you do is you put in your butt while you're in the shower, uh -huh. and you're going to get sort of really like you're going to get the sort of lukewarm water, so you want just barely warm to the touch, and then you will use that nozzle to, to flush basically your insides out. So you'll feel this really heavy feeling in your stomach, like you really got to go. Mm -hmm. You take it out, you go use the restroom, and then you will go and repeat until it's just water and you feel really empty inside. It's a very distinct feeling that you'll know. And if you can't afford that, you just eat some beans. No, that doesn't, work. <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't work. It's a up. the attachment is forty dollars. Um, oh, that's not you bad. know, no, that's not bad. But if you don't want to do that and expend that money for mm -hmm. that much money for an entire for an entire attachment for something that you may just want to try once and maybe not not end up not liking, mm -hmm. what you can do is you can go and get an enema. An enema mm -hmm. will do sort of a comparable job, so you can use like Fleet or something like that. Oh, okay. You know what? That's a good idea. That's actually a cheaper alternative. And also, I found this tea, since he said it. I think... I can't remember. I'll, once I get it, I'll write it So, the, the diuretic teas don't actually work. They don't? Well, the So, the thing about it is, is that what you're doing is what those diuretic teas do. It's just... They're just... At, at best, they're going to get rid of water weight. But they're not actually going to clean the fecal matter out of your butt. Right? Well, Which is what you're that. trying to do if you're trying to have someone put their tongue in your butt. You want your insides to be as clean as possible so that you're not going to transmit fecal matter. Which is how you get hepatitis C. Ooh. So, what you want to do is you want to get an enema that's really going to clean you out. And you want to do that enema repeatedly. You want to use water to help you flush out, to flush that medicine out of you. Mm -hmm. um, because like a fleet enema, it's a diuretic. It's, it's going to make you poop. So you have to sort of get water in there to sort of that. Because, like, you're not going to be, if you're tongue deep in someone's ass, you're one or two inches in, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't need full colonic to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. You need to get that first maybe six inches in your butt and your colon to be clean. So the shower attachment hose is good for that. Uh, enemas are good for that. Mm. But, I mean, you have to flush with water after you do the enema if you're going to do that. I would invest um, investing in the hard in the hardware, even if you use it maybe once or twice a year. It's very <laughs> worth it. Um, Jamila's yeah. face. I am gonna go make a purchase. Okay, so you no. guys know that I am exploratory. Yes, yeah, she's exploratory. There are websites for you. We're gonna turn you on some stuff. I am going to go make a purchase. So this is confessions of a relationship girl. Okay, so I admit, I mean, I go to several get girl get togethers or just in general, like, you know, I'm not no professional ass eater. I will say that. Like, there's not a lot going out here. Like, call me for ass eating services. No, but, you know, um, in, in my relationship, I, I have explored stuff in that realm. And I like it. I, I can say I have been... 
you know, doing it. Call me what you want. I know some of y'all gonna be like, I ain't gonna eat or drink off of her no more. Well, you won't do well, it. You before. don't have to. So we're not worried That's about fine. that. We're not I worried about that. I share my food anyway. <laughs> but I like to please. You know what I'm saying? Like just Same like here. I like to be pleased. So I am glad to hear that. You know, I I've been doing this for a while with one person monogamously. You know what I'm saying, but but even if you were doing it with multiple people, there's no shame here. There is none, but I'm just putting it out there, you know, because I you have to let the people know. You can You can answer. You can No, no, no. See, look, listen. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. So, like, so here's the thing, right? So we live in a society that is a, that is that sells sex, right? That is that is we live in a capitalist society that uses sex to sell you stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that means for you to achieve a level of status, for you to sell a product or whatever. But socially, we are an entirely very, very sex-negative society. So it is really my mission in life for people to be able, for us to be able to come together and have these conversations about sex Mm -hmm. in the light of day, Mm -hmm. as opposed to necessarily in private after a couple, after a bottle of wine or so, right? And he just said the Melanin Messages mission. That's why we're here. That is important to me because... It should not be so difficult to really have really good, really fulfilling sexual experiences because we just aren't willing to have the conversation because our egos get in the way, because our fears about how people are going to look at us are in the way. So it's really important to me that we have the appropriate information, that we have... The appropriate that we are putting ourselves in appropriate situations mm-hmm. and that we have the right community around us so that we can be or we can engage sexuality in such a way that is healing, that is fulfilling, that is a source of manifestation for the things that we want. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times what we end up doing is we use sex, we use <clears throat> sex in sort of this very capitalistic transactional way. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna fuck you so I can get this. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I don't I don't want to be sex negative with sex workers and things like that. But my issue is is that we shame people about their sexual right. lives. We shame people for their desire to explore. We shame people who aren't heterosexual, who aren't fucking in the heterosexual quote unquote approved way in sort of our mm-hmm. society. And that to me is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I just feel like what goes on in my quote-unquote bedroom is none of your business. It's not impacting you in any way. You have nothing to do with what I do on my own time. But you know what? That's an interesting point because my thing is that if I'm gay and I'm not gay in public as opposed to just in private, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, but to, to you me, know it's still private because you don't have nothing to do with who I'm holding hands with. Right, and you, know, I, I you came in here that. to get your grapes from the grocery store. Go get your grapes. Go get your grapes, right? And mind your business. I can hold hands with whoever I want. Right, but with. my thing is, is that like the privacy argument mm-hmm. means that it means the privacy argument justifies the closet. I hate the closet. It's true. You know what I'm saying? And so my thing is, I have the right to be gay, kinky, poly, whatever yeah, in public, you, whenever you where you can see it. Where your kids can see it. Right. <laughs> Tiffany saying right for me. And if you're un- like, right. And if you're uncomfortable with that, get fucked. That's not my problem. You're right. a bigot with an issue. Yes. And my thing is that I should be able to be gay, to be queer, to be leather, to be whatever I want to be in public because I'm a human being, because that is a legitimate human expression of sexuality, love, and whatever. And that's not something we should be afraid of. Right. That's my mission. I get it. I'm all for it. I ask people all the time. When they was like, oh, look at them. Why do you care? Like, what is going on in your life that you care so much about what's going on over there that don't got nothing? 
Damn, you got a full cup. Damn, girl. They got you? nothing to do with You ain't got no place to be in the morning, huh? Honey, we on summer break. But time waits for me. Okay, all right. Not me. <laughs> but yes. So I I'm all for that. I have that conversation with people all the time. What does that have to do with you directly? Mind. Well, I just don't like it. Then walk away. Mind your goddamn business. <laughs> Go away. Move away. We're in Walmart, honey. You can go to a different aisle. You can keep walking and mind your business. Okay? That's just how I feel about it. Mind your business. It had nothing to do with you. You ain't got to want to do it. You ain't got to like it. Okay? If more people mind their business, we'll have a whole lot less problems in the world. Mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. Um, okay, gospel. <laughs> mind um, your business. I wish I had drunk. I did not ask. <laughs> I don't have anything uh, about the uh, tambourine. <laughs> um, ma'am, I did not ask for all of this. So. Yo, she got an entire glass. Yes, she got a, a whole wine, and yeah, I she got a whole seven it. ounces of wine in that glass right now. I didn't even <laughs> ask for it. I was literally done drinking, and she came in here with this. Well, evidently a wine not. A day keeps masturbation away. <laughs> I'm this sorry, I think that's actually counterproductive me, to what we were playing. Make me wine. This is gonna, probably going to make me masturbate. Well, good. Then you'll be happy tomorrow when I see you. <laughs> it's released. It's a release. It's released. Uh, let's go into the Q&A, okay? So the first question we have is, what is your go-to method of protection during sex? So my go-to method of protection itself is preparation. Mm. Um, so whenever I am having sex, um, whether it is okay, with so. a long-term partner or if it is a friends with benefits, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be prepared. So based off the relationship and whatever the negotiation is or the discussion mm-hmm. I have with that person um, is going to determine how I'm going to interact with them sexually. So I have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an open relationship at this point, point. Um, and I have a friend with uh, friends with benefits. We get tested on a regular basis. Um, we uh, we you know that you know those only person people I have sex with, with my girlfriend. Um, you know we have a particular negotiation um, where you know our concern is pregnancies, STIs. She, you know, she go does what I do, what she does on the outside of that. And we have, if you're going to do tested, uh, you need to go get tested with those people that you're going to have and those uh, additional interactions with. Mm-hmm. Um, and with whoever, you know, you have those interactions with, you get tested together, you do your thing. And then every time you do the thing, you get tested again. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing on my end. So my <laughs> friends with benefits, we go get tested. Um, she has interactions with other people. Other inner shift. My friends with benefit has interactions with other people. We get tested again before we do anything else. Okay. Um, so we want to make sure that we are not creating situations where anybody is ending up with something that they don't want to have to manage. And I'm not because our relationship is open. I don't want to bring anything back to sort of my long term partner. That, exactly. You know, she didn't right. agree to have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Um. I don't know, guys. It's not. It's not the um, bourbon, and it's not the wine. Are you I, sure? It's really not. It's not. It's just. It's me. We're a couple of glasses in. I'm a few. You're a couple. Um, <laughs> me, and my friend over here. Are, we took. We took the long haul drinking. on this bourbon. He hasn't been drinking because I bottle had two was... fingers of bourbon, and I've had three glasses of wine. I can't tell. So look, listen. <laughs> Um, I really 
definitely respect him because like it's not a lot of men or people that are open and honest about their love for like sexuality like it's what you want to do like it's your life you got one life you live it if you want to be Hugh Hefner you can be Hugh Hefner because you got one life success yeah it's like finding people who want and love the same things as you do and that's what you do if you're okay with it i'm okay with it and i think like he said society has a way of making one thing the in all be all it is so many different shapes everybody's different shapes sizes colors Prerogatives. Prerogatives. I mean, Desires. It's, yes. it's everything. It's I different. I do what I want to do. And you, it's my you do what makes you feel good. I think so many people don't do and say what they feel because of other people's approval. And it is 2019. And I feel like because the way people are going in and out of this world, you do what makes you happy. Yes, because somebody's always going to be offended. It always matter what it is always gonna be finished just do your boo my thing is with that is that you know i have spent many many years like you know i didn't just come out of this i didn't just come into this world freaky right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you popped out like like i was just like oh let's do it like i didn't that wasn't that wasn't the wide open that wasn't like you know like (laughs) throw that thing in a circle throw that thing like i didn't come out like that right like what i you know my my life and sort of the freedom and the exploration that i've enjoyed thus far has come with a price tag um, you know, I've lost people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had to, you know, there are people in my life who I want deeper relationship that I can't because they're not going to understand how I live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that it comes with a price tag. However, that price tag, however, I can't put a price on freedom mm-hmm. and honesty, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we spend so much time uh, trying to live for other people as opposed to live for ourselves. So true. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make our parents proud. We want to make our communities proud. Um, particularly as black people, we talk about where we come from. You know, there is, I don't, uh, I don't know how many, I don't know if you guys are well versed in uh, the study of the sexual economy of slavery. Um, it's a really deep subject. It's very, very sad, very, very depressing um, in terms of how... Uh, black people during sort of our enslavement um, how our sexual capacities were a part of that slavery right mm-hmm. um, there's some really good books about it um, um, that you can go and read uh, one of them is slavery and social death um, but if you google it's like sexual economy of slavery you'll find some stuff on it um, but you can you um, not slavery and social death I'm sorry that is the that's the wrong book for that it's a different thing <laughs> That is, so slavery and social death will give you sort of like the background of what slavery actually looks like in a comparative sense. So like you need to kind of read that before you read the sexual economy shit. But like there's a there's an article called uh, Don't... I like how he's self-corrected because me and Tiffany no, was, was taking it right. in. We was like, I was like, uh-huh, was uh-huh, deep. uh-huh, okay. Like, oh, wow. We're not, like, we're not taking so, away from the deep. It was still deep. You guys... So the, I think okay. the, the, the... I think there's an article that's called Don't Let Nobody Bother Your Principle. Mm. Um, that talks about the sexual economy. Say, it was really sort of my introduction to that subject. That is really, really mm. awesome. Um, and it talks about the way in which, you know, your sexual capacity, the sexual capacity, uh, particularly black women, 
um, was during slavery was a part of what slavery was about, right? Mm -hmm. And so because of that, black people have always sort of struggled to balance sort of what their sexual desires and needs were versus sort of the kind of world, the oppressive world that they lived in, right? Mm -hmm. And so my desire in life was to not live in response to the oppression that I experienced, right? Um, I am like, my thing is, is like, I believe in the struggle. I am one of those revolutionary people. Like I, I talk and about, I believe in that and I believe that that's necessary. Um, but in lieu of that uprising and in lieu of that, rep- in lieu of that revolution, and that cataclysmic social change that needs to occur, um, I believe it is our duty to live in such a way that is not in response to white people, that is not in response to oppression, but that is an honest expression of who we are and what we want, right? Mm -hmm. And so sexuality has been a core part of that because of the way we have been sexually represented in society. People look at black men and see rapists um, not and not necessarily and not necessarily just like, not just a potential rapist, but a rapist that is, but a, but a somebody who's already raped, right? Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't. That's a a very inelegant way to say to say mm-hmm. that. But y'all get where I'm coming from. And they see black women, and they see, they see whores, and they see people who cannot. They see people who for whom consent is implied. Mm-hmm. They see people who cannot be raped. There's a really good book by, uh, I can't remember the lady's name, Save My Life, um, but it's called At the Dark End of the Street. And it really, really, it really uh, traces sort of the legal history of how black women have been sexually sort of mistreated in our society. A lot of things that people, one of the, like a good example of that, of how central that is to our society is the fact that a lot of people don't know that Rosa Parks was an anti-rape activist. Mm. And that part of her, part of the whole Montgomery bus boycott was in response to anti-sexual harassment, right? And really Rosa Parks was the stand-in for Claudette Colvin, who was a young black woman who had a child who was not respectable enough for black community to sort of rally around, which is fucked up. But it speaks to us, but it speaks to how the morality that our grandmothers and our mothers taught us about the kind of man you need to be, about the kind of woman you need to be, about the kind of virtues that you needed to have, um, sort of revolved around. Because black women were by default whores, so you had to explain that virtue so that if something happened to you, they could get some, maybe could get some justice for you. Right. And so that energy, that reality, that history is something that um, something that deeply resonates and deeply impacts sort of my advocacy and sort of the work that I do within sort of the larger kink sphere. When we talk about, you know, how do we need to communicate? How do we establish consent? How do we free ourselves from this? Uh, particularly how do women free themselves from this uh, sexual, from this hegemonic sexual standard that's, that has women, you know, not having orgasms, not having fulfilling relationships, that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of that comes from the fact that, like, I just didn't want to be the kind of dude that, you know, people wrote about 
not being adequate partners, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Patricia Hill Collins has a book called Black Sexual Politics. Oh, I love it. Right. That, that is an excellent sort of introduction to all of that sort of stuff. So I'm informed by all of that, you know, and particularly <laughs> as a person that's involved in the BDSM community, as a place of sort of tremendous freedom of exploration, um, a place of where you can sort of take back control of our sexuality. Because, you know, um, for those that don't know, and I, I don't know if you guys know, but you know, Jamila. But, you know, I practice an African traditional religion or uh, spirituality called Ifa. And there's a pataki, and a pataki is sort of like a parable or a story um, where the deity that is associated with sort of sex and sexuality, Oshun, saves the world with her sexuality. Right? And when we think about sexuality and what sexuality brings, sexuality brings like... um, bonding between one person and another. That's how we continue and create communities, right? And so sex is about, on that level, it's about creating community, um, creating bonding, creating relationships between two people. And that's not to say that casual sex isn't a thing or that casual sex isn't sort of valid, but there is a deeper nature to that. That, that has to be explored and a, and a desire has to be explored and the possibilities for that are a lot wider than what we give credit sort of in Western society. Right. And then when we talk about being black people and we talk about how those things were colonized and how those things were sort of taken from us, you know, and sort of used to sort of reinforce our oppression, I think it's part of what we have to do to liberate ourselves is to reclaim that shit from those standards and from that kind of hegemony. And that's not the kind of work I see done a lot. A lot of times what we end up doing is we end up reinforcing sort of those Western, European, Eurocentric notions of sexuality and virtue Mm. as opposed to securing the maximum amount of freedom we can for people to be whatever or whoever the fuck they want to be. So that's something that's really important for me. So if we had a camera... Y'all could see that me and Tiffany literally turned into students. <laughs> we and did. we forgot that we were on a <laughs> podcast and we focused. <laughs> and I forgot I was drinking. And he poured. It's 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 it's, it's popping over it's here. It's real over here, okay? Brown <laughs> liquor all day. Yeah. Popping, like, but it's real so, facts. It's real facts. I just want to acknowledge the taste difference between that bourbon. And the wine. So I literally <laughs> forgot that I was drinking wine. <laughs> and I took a swig and I said, oh, this is wine. This is not bourbon any longer. Okay? I mean, if you need the bourbon, we can don't, get you the bourbon. Don't mix your drinks. <laughs> or do mix your drinks. Don't be like me and Tiffany. <laughs> do mix your drinks. And oh, drink okay. bourbon and wine. I'm not an egg in recovery, so... <laughs> It this is like a relapse. I mean, like, you know, I I very rarely drink. And if I do, I drink wine through the school year just to get me through the year. But um, it's good. Like, this is good education. Like, this you is know, amazing. Even though we are teachers, we don't know some of the stuff that he is saying. And it is very inspirational. It's very educational for me. I love black history. Let me put that out there. Because I have been a history teacher for... We love real history. I love the facts. The stuff you can't find in the textbooks, that is what I love. Sexuality, I love that. Because at the end of the day, again, 
you only have one life and that is what you have to live no one can live it for you no one can make decisions for you it is about you what you like and how you you want to be judged nobody can judge you no matter what you worship or who you worship no one can no man-made person can judge you and if they do fuck fuck them And that, okay. that's just really what I felt it is. left out. It just Fuck goes them. back. It just goes back to that. Like it's just, just really. And my next question is, because I'm curious. I am a lover of sexual stuff. I'm very quiet, but you know they, those quiet ones. You know I'm not crazy, but <laughs> I am. She be getting on me, y'all. Some stuff I learned from her. You know, don't let her fool you. I am very in touch or in tune with who I am. She's and a sexual explorer too, I'm comfortable... <laughs> I'm comfortable with myself. You know what I'm saying? It took a long time to um express that and that's why I'm appreciative of this of our Me and Jamila's podcast to really express all the things that or all the things that I want to say or have wanted to say because most people probably think that I was always was quiet. I am quiet, but I'm an observer. And in She's this life, freak. because <laughs> because I have one life, I have learned what I like and what I don't like. And I had I respect anybody that gives me respect. And I would like to shout out our guests though, because I really respect one this bourbon and two <laughs> I respect the education Ooh, that he's given and it and he's not on here to to promote his spirituality or whatever but he's on here to tell facts and I'm respectful of that because now y'all this, see why he's near and dear to my heart and I don't really know him and I just met him tonight you know what I'm saying and I just I really love our I guests. have that effect on people yes <laughs> I really love our guests because it just it helps me to to know that it's okay for some of the things I feel, some of the things I think, and some of the ways that I, I, I express, like it's okay to be who you are, and that's that's really the message that we really want to send to you guys. It is okay. It may not be okay for everyone, but the people that are okay with being themselves are the real people that you need to put in your life. Positivity, positivity. Now I said that. Thank you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> only, only, you know what I'm saying? So my next question for him, because Jamila got to ask her question. My question is, what is the best way to introduce your kinky side to someone? Because everybody's not acceptable. How do you how do you go about saying, like, this is what I like, take it or leave it? So I do it just like that. This is what mm-hmm. I like, take it or leave it. Can I choke you or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Can that I smack was, you in the face or Right, because, oh like, to, the, to the be yeah. perfectly honest is that generally, I only date within the kink community because I am over-explaining to people, <laughs> like, basic shit, like, if you consent to it, it's not actually what you... Like, it's not, it's not abuse, right? Right, right? So what we do within sort of the realm of BDSM is not abuse because people have consented. Mm-hmm. We've had conversations, we negotiate... We talk about, well, okay, how does this make you feel? How does that make you feel? You know, and the, and I, granted, that's in the ideal. And then it's not to say that BDSM is sort of this perfect environment where everything where everything is good and nothing hurts because, one, it hurting is kind of the point. But, <laughs> but also, like, you know, you have terrible people who exist in sort of the, sort of the mainstream society and terrible people who exist in BDSM. Like, we can't, 
sort of suggests that that isn't real, right? But if I have consented to something and I have said, yes, it's okay for you to choke me, then what harm is being done? Unless I like, I choke you out and you die. Like then, okay, that, okay, there's okay. Right, there's a problem, right? He's the problem. Right. But also, but also to be quite honest, everybody yeah, engages, yeah. I might, it is my opinion that everybody engages in BDSM at some level anyway, right? Because what BDSM stands for, for those who don't know, is bondage, is um, bondage and dominance. Oh no, bondage and discipline, excuse me. Um, I've been drinking. Um, bondage and dominance. <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Dominance and submission. Sadism and masochism, right? So that's what that stands for. So everybody plays with power during their sex. So if you've ever had sex with somebody and you call somebody daddy, if you ever had sex with somebody and been like, you'll choke me or oh, spank that's me. Good sex. That's if you ever had sex and you've enjoyed having someone over top of you pinning you down. Have you ever enjoyed being over top of someone, pinning them down? Then you've engaged in power that what BDSM does is simply make it explicit and say, I'm in charge and you ain't. So what are you saying for you guys who are not reading layman terms is if you like Fifty Shades of Grey, you like what he's talking about. Well, see, okay, if you like Fifty Shades of Grey, we have to have a conversation because a lot of shit in Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> wasn't, isn't as actually kind of abuse because they didn't consent and there's a lot of negotiation that didn't take place. But we could talk about that. But if that piques your interest, you want to us is really what that is at the end of the day. But what my point is is that everybody sort of engages in power play during their sex at one degree or another. So what separates me, someone who's been in the scene and as it functions as a dominant and functions as a submissive, because I have a mistress who has taught me everything that I know and I have a, uh, a lady that I'm in negotiation with to be my submissive, um, you know, that what a vanilla person is doing they're just like calling somebody daddy and getting spanked on the ass when they're getting back shots. What separates them from me is the level of degree, not the fact that we're doing something totally different. Right. You're just operating at a different level. I'm operating at a different level than what you are. So it's not really that different than what people are doing. Because people enjoy that power differential. People enjoy that power differential. And people enjoy it because that's kind of what our society is based on. I like it when a man takes control. Right? And you can take control just by sort of your energy, or you can grab somebody's throat and pin them to the floor. Just depends on what you negotiate or what you've talked about. And that's really sort of a core part of what sort of people's sex, sort of sexual relationships, and they, sort of kind of what they need to be doing in the sexual relationships, is having that explicit conversation telling me and just looking at each other and being like, yo, what do you need me to do for you to reach your maximum height for what you know what it is right now? Do I need to choke you? Do I need to hold you down? And you can do that and be sexy at the same time. You can. And I can show I can show you to you right now. So you can be like, okay, Jamila, let's let's have this conversation. <laughs> Wait, you guys can see this, but she was ready to move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So here. I mean it's very simple. As I it. Am. No, let me let me say this. Cold blue, cold blue. I'm out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have been saying this. People don't listen to me, okay? So I have been saying this for years. You need to talk about it. Say what you like. Say what you don't like. You guys have a conversation before you enter into sex. Because I think yes. that it's going to make it so much better. So I enjoy when guys say, I want to know what you like. 
Right, and it could just be as simple as like, give me your hand, give me your hand. That, 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 that was a closeness. <laughs> I wish you guys were a fly on this wall. I, I wouldn't swatch you. I and promise. I keep looking at the iPad, um, but I keep forgetting it's not con- not um, <laughs> video recording. It's so just like, audio. I do want you to know that we will be going live soon because <laughs> you do. We can do a live negotiation. That would be dope. Do, like we can do that. We can do that. But what it could be like, yo, what do you need in order for you to reach mm-hmm. your maximum height? So what gets you to orgasm? How can I get you there? I need. You to touch me in this way, and I may not be able to describe it to you, but I can show you. Okay, so in mid act, can you tell me? Can you direct me? Can let me know? I can do that that. because I'm here. I'm here to get you to that particular point because I want to be invited back. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching. This is Tiffany. I feel like I'm watching TV, but keep going. So my thing is (laughs) this: because like really, when I have a conversation with a person and I'm going to have sex with them, my goal is that the first of all, I'm busting a nut regardless. That's just the way that I'm (laughs) built, right? So that orgasm. Is I'm coming. Get mine. Right? Because now you go the, get yours. Because, yeah. because for me as a dude, the way that I'm built, you know, I'm like, it's I'm not gonna have a lot of trouble coming. Like, it's just the way that it is. So, because I'm not gonna run up on somebody that is. I don't think is attractive. So my goal is that the expression is mutual. So if I'm negotiating with Jamila, my thing is is like, well, what do I need to do to get you there? Because I want you to have a good time too. I care about that. That's important to me. Yes. Not just because I'm a decent human being who wants, you know, because because one, I'm informed by sort of all of that history where, you know, sort of black women and their sexuality was subsumed by sort of the capitalist uh enslavement of our people. So for her to actually enjoy the sex and have is actually really important to me in light of that history. But also mm-hmm. like I have an ego. I want to make sure she comes so I can say, I made you come. Like that shit's fun for me. So I'm gonna ask, how do I get you there? Where do I need to put my face? Where do I need oh, to put my hands? Y'all, I was about to answer. <laughs> she was. I wish you could see. How do we I need? Really want you to be. How you do we need? Fly, you can be a roach. Let me tell y'all. You don't got I was here. about to but answer the question. What do I need I to do to make that broadcast. happen? My toy bag is in the car. We can like. What do you need? And that's how you I have it. <laughs> And that's what you, and that's kind of, that's the kind of thing that you have to do. And so, because I've been a part of sort of the BDSM community for all those years, these are the things that I've learned how to do. Yes. And like a lot of times, I find dudes who are sort of like really have an ego about that. Like they don't yes. want to ask well, because they're just being like, well, I'm complaining, nigga. And it's just like. Like dog, like I, this is the Apollo. I want to try out. This is you the got booed. They <laughs> bought out the coat hanger for you. Like I'm just out. My thing. My goal is out here is to make sure that anybody that has sex with me comes out of that experience uh, with at, at, with at the absolute minimum is like he did everything he could. Now I'm not. That's not necessarily meaning that everybody's going to enjoy is going to have everybody who has sex with me is necessarily going to be oh that was the best sex that I ever had. I can't guarantee that people are built different. People have different needs. Some things I may not do, like some places I ain't, some things I'm not doing, like for example, like I'm not, I don't know, but maybe this is a little weird to say, but like I like to, like one of my main fetishes is bleeding. So I have like cuts on my body from where people have like opened me up um, to bleed. But like that may not be everybody's joint. Like somebody may not like that. Somebody may not think that that was cool. I can't say you're not going to be able to satisfy everybody on the same level. But my goal is that I need to know so I can one say maybe we're not as compatible as we think. Or do you want to say yes, we're very compatible. I'm from the like we fun to make this happen. 
Also, fellas, save yourself something. Stop talking shit. (laughs) Stop talking shit. Who said that? Please stop talking shit. You are from a guy. Who said that? And I'm standing up. I want y'all to stop from a dude. Stop talking shit. (laughs) And let me tell you, stop talking shit because one of the things that we (laughs) tend to do. As men, as we try, because ain't about that life. Like real talk, like because one thing, because like everybody, every dude, I mean, the sound of my voice has had this situation. You've been talking shit, and he ran up in something like, "Yo, I got two, three good strokes in this shit," because it's extra good. I'm sleep. (laughs) So save yourself the embarrassment. Stop talking shit. All you got to do is approach it like, "I'm going to do the absolute best I can." I like you. I feel you. I'm going to try to give you everything that I can. But stop talking. Like, I'm going to wear that shit out. And then you 12 strokes sorry. in like, I'm from the car. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then you apologizing. Like, stop. You ain't got to live like that. Look, we just had an episode where we talked about our worst sexual experiences, right? And I literally said, this dude talks so much shit. And it was like, insert and finish. No comment. Stop. You don't. Listen. You don't have porn dick. You don't. You don't. You don't. Those are professionals. That is their living. They get it. Like, those dudes get erections on the drop of a dime. Like, you don't have it like that. So, scenes are cut and edited. And cut and edited. Like, there's like dudes hanging over them and shit. Like, I don't know if you guys understand how porn is shot. I do, because I, I do, because I've seen them and I've been a part of those porn editing porn. But, like, don't set yourself up for that Ooh, foolishness, okay? Just stop doing it. You, I, I guarantee you have 90% better sexual experiences. And, all right, let me just, let me, let me, you know what? Yo, I'm gonna drop, Tiffany is over here dying. Okay? Let me just drop some game. First of all, if you're going to have sex and you know, or if you're planning to have sex, go ahead and just masturbate and get the easy one out, right? Woo! Go ahead and do that. Second thing you do is understand your stroke count. If you're in there and it feels good and it feels too good and you feel like, yo, I might bust in this joint, resist. Change positions, pull out, eat some pussy. But like, don't, don't stay in that joint out of selfishness because it feels so good. You have to remember, this is a team effort. You have to care about the person that you're with. Switch up. And I'm saying like, listen, I have been in situations where I have like masturbated like two or three times and I'm in this shit and I'm like, yo, if I keep playing around, I'm gonna bust in this joint a whole five minutes into this session. Can y'all hear? Can y'all listen, hear? Let- self-control oh. is so important. Dudes, listen. Because y'all get so mad when ladies tell y'all this exact same information. <laughs> and you know what? coming from another dude. And that you know what? You know. And you know what? The woman that says... Yeah, that's my girl. Go ahead. <laughs> and the woman that says, you know, it's okay. She's just trying to make you feel better. She's judging you <laughs> because you talked all that shit. I wish we was live so y'all could see me in different And you things. lasted every bit of like six minutes. Six minutes? Some of them don't. Some of them is like in it. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. It's too late. It's too late at that point. I'm just, so. I don't want you to eat So for you home. fellas who want Go sort home. of like 
So my recommendation to you fellows or folk out there who want sort of longevity in your sort of sexual activity and start begin to investigate Tantra. If you focus on your breath, you will last a lot longer. Tiffany is crazy. Y'all laughing. Up. Tiffany over here hurt right now. Because but we like, have I'm had serious. This conversation with people and they don't believe But us. I'm serious. Your breath is important <laughs> because what you need to do, because in Tantra, what Tantra tends, because what Tantra tends to do, or what not what Tantra tends to do, but what Tantra focuses on is that Tantra wants you to or wants you to orgasm with your whole body, right? So what it, so that snort. sensation, yes, she did snort. Um, but what you were doing is with Tantra, what you were putting that energy that you feel in your groin and in your penis and in your testicles that you orgasm with, they want to bring that sensation mm. to your whole body. So what they have you do is they have you engage in sort of these activities and these exercises that allow you <laughs> to pull that energy that you experience out of that sexual energy that you're sharing with your partner, to pull that to other places with your body, and particularly up into your crown chakra, which is in your head or right above your head. So, breathing is the vehicle that they use to do that. So, if you focus on your breath and onto breathing, you focus less on your dick and you come a little bit slower. So, be, if you don't have those skills, and I sound like I'm talking bullshit, slow the fuck down, stop talking shit. I'm trying to help you. Listen, Linda, listen. Linda. I want you guys to have the best Lindo. orgasms you have, and I want you to stop disappointing the people you're fucking <laughs> All right? The vast majority of heterosexual women are not having orgasms. And you know who is having orgasms? The women that are queer and the men that are queer. They're having the best orgasms. Tighten up. Y'all heterosexual straight dudes are fucking this shit up. Listen, I'm trying to help. Linda, listen, Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. I'm going back to my bourbon. Women are not just making this. This is coming from a dude telling y'all to stop talking shit. You know, we had a um a podcast and I was telling dudes to stop talking shit. You know how many messages and text messages I got of dudes telling me that I was just too picky and full of it and most women don't feel that way? Yes, they do. They are tired of your shit talking. And then you get in there and you finish in less than a minute. <laughs> okay? So, my we're thing. Done. We're tired. We're a lot of women. It. Now, a lot of women like shit talking. Like, if you can back it up. But you got to back that shit up, son. If you can't back it up, shut up, okay? Just tell me what you like. I like this, that, and the third, okay? That way, if you finish fast, I'm going to think it was me and not you. That I'm just good at what I do. Yeah. Because my thing is, it's just like, at the same time, like, if you're, my thing is, is that women are very, very forgiving. And a part of this is a part of sort of the patriarchal reality in which we are all sort of socialized. So women are probably more forgiving than they probably should be. And I, 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 you know, I can say that with a high level of confidence. But fellas, like if you stop talking shit, you just be honest. Like, look, if all I got for you tonight is 12 strokes, just be honest about the 12 strokes and make those the best 12 strokes that you have in your repertoire. Look, baby, all I can give you is these six strokes. But what I can do is eat the box. Thank you. Like, you figure some other <laughs> shit. Use I toys. I can use one of your fellas, toys let me, fellas, you if you don't already understand this, what I need you to do then you take $40 and I need you to go to buy it and I need you to go. <laughs> listen, listen. Take $40 and get you a Hitachi Magic Wand. Have your girl sit in your lap, butt ass naked, 
and, ha and use that Hitachi magic wand on her. Toys are your friend, not your enemy. Get out of your ego Blue. and focus on how you can bring your partner the most pleasure possible. They make cock Linda? rings with vibrators in them. They make toys for couples. Use that shit to your advantage. Because what that is going to do is you're going to that what that shows to your partner is that you are invested in their you are as invested in their pleasure as you are invested in them as people. I'm telling you, use that shit to your advantage. Speaking of advantages, we're gonna go to our next question is what is your what do you imagine or what is so this can be either is or you want to be your most pleasurable sexual experience so what is my pleasure, most pleasurable experience or yes. what has been in the past yes yeah. so it can be maybe you haven't had it yet or you have had it what was your most pleasurable so my sexual? most pleasurable experience was <laughs> so i am i'm definitely queer um and i'm definitely leather so uh, I have had sex with men. Uh, my f my most pleasurable experience has been a male male female threesome. Um, that has been my most pleasurable experience um, because being pansexual the way that I am, I am getting pleasure from the dude. I'm getting pleasure from the girl. And we're having a fun time. And really, what was the best about it is that there was no judgment. There was nothing. There was no competition between me and the guy. To who was going to fuck the girl the best. There was none of that. It was three people who were trying to bring anybody that they were interacting with the maximum amount of pleasure that they could. And that has been my most pleasurable experience. It's, we were all in that situation. We were all just being like, how do we get, how do whatever we're doing, how do we get the maximum amount of pleasure out of it? All we were trying to do was trying to make sure that our partners had a good time. And that selflessness created the best orgasms, the best experience, the best sexual experience I've ever had. And it's just that it's just a mindset thing. We wanted each other to have the best experience. Y'all heard that? I mean, like, where were we? I don't even remember. We were in a hotel room and like we were. Well, first, we were in the dungeon. We were coming from a play party. For those that you aren't familiar with it, BDSM people, we get up, we have these parties, we have all these stations and equipment set up so that we can like play, use our, use our equipment and our tools to sort of have these sort of build this sexual energy and have these experiences. And then we went back, we're all ready, we're all primed, we're all super horny and super like aroused and really ready to grow, ready to go. And then like we were just in a room, people it was three of us, and we were just like, all right. How do we get everybody to? How do we get everybody to the maximum? Mm -hmm. So like sucking dick here, fucking here, being pussy here, getting fucked here. Like it was just, it was completely free of any shame, of any sort of concerns about how we would be viewed or anything like that. We were completely and totally in that moment, mm -hmm. and that was sort of the most excellent experience I've ever had. I have literally never come harder than that in a moment. Wow! Like. Can't feel my toes, can't feel my legs. I need to lay down for a little while. We have one more question for you. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, so what is one kinky thing that you have not tried but would like to try? 
So that is a very hard question. I, done, <laughs> I have done I a lot of foolishness. I feeling he was going to say, you know, um, because like one of my main fetishes is bleeding. Like I like to bleed. Um, I have actually two cuts on my chest, right above, like sort of right above, right below my collarbones. Um, where I uh, cut myself in an effort to sort of bleed, to use it to boot black. Um, and for those you who aren't familiar with boot black, and boot blacking is like sort of shining shoes. Mm-hmm. So if you have like boots or shining leather shoes, like I would, you know, I'm, I can make a, get you give you a high shine or a mirror shine on that. And I wanted to use my blood to do that. Um, and so that was sort of like the high point of that experience. I enjoy bleeding. Um, I do needles. I do lots of sort of stuff like that. Um, so if anything that what I would like to try, uh, I don't really have an answer to that question because I've done so much. <laughs> um, I'm always looking for what's the next thing um, because BDSM is indeed like a drug. Um, you start very slow um, or if you're silly like me, you jump into the deep end. Um, but you can start very slow and then you build up. It's just like building a tolerance to any other drug. You have to take more and more in order to uh, have, sort of get that same experience or that same uh, sensation, that same euphoria that you get from it. So, man, I really don't know. Um, I think what's next on my sort of bucket list, um, which is a little bit gross, is I want to kind of, what I want to do is I have, I want to wrestle with someone um, in a pool, in like a little kiddie pool of my own blood, and I understand that that's weird, and that's a little it's not su- weird. I'm just and that's to super extreme. So it's going to take to in order to get a. So I've actually figured it out. I'd have to take blood, a pint of blood for two years, in order to get like an inch of blood in a kiddie pool to be able to wrestle around with it. Almost someone who is comfortable and being fluid bonded with me. Um, so there's that. I also want to be... My mind immediately went to, you're going to lose too much blood. Right. I'm not going to do it all okay. at once, but like you have to get blood. <laughs> okay. You have to preserve blood for like two years in order to make that happen. Okay. And that's super extreme. And I know that somebody's going to listen to this and be super weirded out by that shit. Um, I also want to be suspended by hooks. So there are people out there who will take hooks and will hook themselves inside of your skin and underneath your muscle <laughs> and then we'll like be able to like lift you into the air like I want to do that shit too okay so okay again this is why I love what I do with, with my friend Jamila <laughs> because I you know I get to experience things that I've never experienced mm. not in a sexual way so don't take it that way and go me and Tiffany are not oh whatever take it that not, way if you want to whatever not, we are not lesbian friends I'm just saying that I um, come in contact with really good people who just are who they are, you know, sometimes through her. And I, again, I respect what his principles are and what he believes in. And I just have a question. <laughs> By all means, ask. I just want to know, if you don't mind sharing, if you sure. say no, I'm not going to get offended. And you guys know by now that I am who I am and who I am will not change upon any circumstances or anything because I am blessed um, to be here because a lot of people are not here. You know what I'm saying? Around our age or younger or older. And I I think for me, spiritually, I think because I worship God and not knocking anybody else because I respect people who live and respect and talk about what they believe in. 
I just, um, my question is for you because I'm interested. He has been a cool dude, by the way. <laughs> That's by the why way. he's near and dear to my heart, and I don't even freaking know him. Besides like the that. bourbon, I, I appreciate also the followers that we have, and I appreciate you guys for rocking with us because, um, I wasn't, I didn't think I was capable of doing this, and my friend Jamila really pulled me out of me, and I know that may not make sense, but. Once you um, listen to the rest of our podcast, as time goes on, you understand that. And I respect him because he is someone who says, this is who I am. He doesn't hide it. He says, this is who I am. Take me or don't take me, but I'm going to be who I am. And I respect that. So my question to him is, what got you into the blood um, phenom? Like, what makes you interested in the whole blood you know fatuation okay like, so I just want to know because it's dangerous okay um there is so what BDSM sort of runs upon or sort of operates on is it operates on sort of this idea of the taboo right so what we do is we cross cross boundaries for better or worse in the worst possible way that you can think of and in the most positive way that you can think of it's about boundary crossing, right? And so blood, be- simply because it's dangerous. Um, we have bloodborne illnesses. We have bloodborne pathogens. Um, if you bleed out too much, you will die. That's exciting for me. I've been in BDSM 10 years. I've done a lot of shit. And so one of the things that happens is that after you've been in a while, two or three years, and you explore the things that you're sort of initially interested in, your, the question that comes to your mind is, oh, well, what's next? Where do I go to now? How do I recreate that energy that I had when I tried that thing the first time? Um, and blood is sort of my, that, that becomes sort of my thing. That's sort of the thing that I latched on to. Um, so much of BDSM is transgressing or being transgressional or violating that taboo or taboos of sort of society, or violating the confines of what is respectable. And that's why I love it so much. And uh, bleeding and blood and bloodletting, that sort of thing is uh, really sort of critical to what my expression is going to be. Um, I came up, I really fell in love with it when I started doing needles. So for those of you who aren't aware, what we'll do is we'll take different sized needles for those of you who don't know about sort of like medical play or like sort of who aren't sort of in a medical field, there are different gauges of needles. So gauges of needles are like size of needles or like you're like into piercings or you have piercings. There are different needles that they are pierced with you to create a different size hole for a distant, different size piercing. Um, and so I got sort of into that. I used to have like a septum ring. I used to have like uh, venom piercings um, and things like that. So like I was already sort of into that. But the idea of someone putting, me being able to bleed, someone putting holes in me, was just uh, rebellious. And that was cool to me. That's something I wanted to do. Um, So that's just kind of the thing that I latched on to. Um, I had this idea one day that I wanted to shine shoes with my own blood um, to make it sort of that much more intense. And so I have these big, like I said before, I had these big scars on my chest about where I decided to try to sort of like do that in real life. And um, like 
it didn't really work out the way I wanted to because it turns out you don't really bleed from your chest as much as you think you do. When someone takes a scalpel and sort of like just does a cut, you bleed more from your head than you do any place else. And I really didn't want to like cut my face open so because that was weird or like get a bunch of cuts in my scalp because I didn't think they were going to heal well and me be able to sort of walk around and do sort of like my day job with these like, well, why do you have the big scar on your forehead? <laughs> I thought that would be weird. So it was sort of like, when I initially did it the first time, it was sort of like a test to see that because I wanted to have scars someplace where I could cover. Because I tend to keloid scar. And that's something that's just kind of a part of my risk score. I'm okay with scars. I'm all right with that. Uh, I think they make me look cool and differentiate me from other people. So I really wanted to shine shoes with my blood. I thought that would be really intense and really cool. And I had this image in my head of like, just sort of like being covered in blood from like my chest down, like I was Blade from the Blade movies. So that was sort of a big source of inspiration for me. So that's, those are kind of all the sort of the materials and places I was coming from. And I was like, yeah, I want somebody to cut me open so I can bleed on some boots and then like shine them with it. That'd be cool. Hmm. Again, that is different. It's not <laughs> right or wrong. Um, whether you believe in it or you don't, um, Again, my road to 30, like I've been talking <laughs> talking about, you know, for three, two to three weeks. Um, it may not be something I practice, but, you know, people are people. And that is just what it is. And you can't do nothing but respect somebody who is open and honest, whether you believe in what they do or you don't believe in what they do. It's just, it's a, it's a big task to me to be able to be open about who you are with no regrets and... That's just what it is, you know, in this day, in this time. And I just, I appreciate our guests, you know, um, giving us his all, you know, <laughs> because a lot of people don't say that. A lot of people, you get into a relationship or dating or whatever, and you find out X, Y, and Z, and you're so turned off or scared. But your reception or your, your, um, Excuse me. <laughs> the reality of things is different from other people. It doesn't make them crazy. It doesn't make them weird. It makes them who they are. And I think a lot of times in society, we don't accept people for who they are and what they are. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. causes, a di- causes a division. And it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Because we are all human. No one can judge us. Again, whoever you worship, for me, is God. For him, it's someone different. For Jamila, it's someone different. But guess what? I still love my people, no matter what they do. Because at the end of the day, a religion doesn't define the heart of a person. That's true. It's how they show you their actions. It's what they do. It's, it's, who they, it's who they are to you. And I am a firm believer in meeting good people and creating positive energies. Just because I meet him don't mean I have to do what he does. I may not believe in it, but I may say he's a good person. Because you know why? Because he had, the, he had the, excuse me, balls to say what other people may be thinking, but they're scared of what people think. So they don't say, they don't express, and they hide behind masks and curtains. He doesn't, and I appreciate that. Jamila says, I'm sexually diverse. All the time. You know what? That's who she is. I am who I am and I cannot be anyone else. When I meet guys, I immediately tell them what I'm looking for and what I want. 
If you ain't what I'm looking for and what I want, then you can move to the left. Because to the left, what to it the is. left. However, I have met someone oh that is right there. And this is the second week she keeps talking about this person. We're not disclosing who, and he you know what? is there. She's my friend, and whoever is making her happy. And I'll put this disclaimer As a out. matter of fact, I just missed a call from him to talk to y'all. Yes. Oh, the sacrifices that you are making. She I know. Sacrifices. And disclaimer to all my other friends. I hope they don't mind. <sighs> my friend Devontae, my friend Jaleesa, my friend Shawan, my, my friend Brianna, my friend Monet, all those people who are in my corner that do different things, different ways of life, they're my best friends as well. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Because of who they are, I That's respect my best who friend. they That's are. My best friend. And guess what? We got all ways and walks of life. Excuse me, I miss one. I wish this person. video was Brandon. This episode was a video. The love of my life, my best friend as well. Like we got all different ways of life, and you know what? Mm-hmm. You, if you are a real friend, you will respect. Yes. What your friend values. And loves you can give them all the advice in the world. You can say, "Girl, boy, don't do that." But guess what? It's your duty as a friend to love them through thick and thin, through lessons and all. It is your duty to be human because they are human, and to love one another. And we don't have enough of that going on. We really don't. We don't have enough of that. A mist of us talking about condoms and birth control and preventatives. Those are things in life that are just doomed to happen mm-hmm. you know through trial and error it's what we make my life is what we make it it's not what other people write for us it's not what the church writes for us i have grew up in a spiritual family and spiritual relations and i still hold on to them values but that doesn't mean my friend does but that don't mean that they're less of a friend because they worship or they do something else i'm not here to convert people i'm here to love people no matter what no matter what and i think that we all you know you can drop your comments down below i know this is gonna be like a controversial topic because of the the podcast but guess what we love you as people and whatever you believe is what you believe and um i'm just thankful that as life goes on from my 29 to 30 as you know I'm meeting people who have different walks of life. And I'm okay with that because guess what? Any day, any time, any hour that you can sit here and be honest with me, you have nothing but my utmost respect. Because there are men and women out here that are not honest with who they are because they don't know who they are. And to sit amongst people who know who they are and know what they love and know what they like and they are okay with it, it's okay with me. Drop your comments above. Oh, below. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, above if you want to. You know what I'm Above saying? or below. Below. Alpha or Omega. Yeah. Just let me know because I am really... This is probably one of my... Um, I love all my podcasts, but this is probably most one of my most realest podcasts with you guys. I mean, we're in two hours right now, and... Aside from our fun with the bourbon and, and the wine. I'm 100% super drunk right now. And 100%. <laughs> I'm really being real. I really appreciate all our followers. This is going to be a two-parter. So yeah. We're going to release one on Tuesday, and then we're going to release the other one on Thursday. Yeah, I appreciate you guys who came out to speed dating. Even though I'm not a part of the 
club per se. Single I really, lady. I really appreciate Go all of these. Ladies. I love that show. Single yeah. ladies. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. With, we should do I'm a thing. Into drama I have TV. an idea. We'll talk about it. Okay. I have so many things. I wrote down stuff that I want to talk to him about tonight. So we're going to wrap it. Tiffany's going to give her quote. I'm going to make announcements and we're going to close it out because we have questions <laughs> <laughs> that we can't ask on this podcast. Not right now anyway. But anywho. We should do a question and answer like, thing about Queen can be their sim on the podcast. We can have a whole thing about can. that. We can. Look, we're, gonna, we're planning on going in live um, hopefully in November. We'll have all of our equipment to go live. Okay, so it's you guys' favorite time is Q&A. Why are they Q&A? We're in the quote. You've been drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we have half a bottle of bourbon, son. Like, we good. Okay, so we're in a quote. Sorry. Because I talk for days. Anybody that knows me that I, they know that I can talk for like days and for months. But um, the guys that um have came in, I really appreciate you guys. And this is like a little extra but all the men that have came in in our podcast i really appreciate we you do guys. appreciate you we're trying to have mostly male guests because me and tiffany bring enough estrogen we're trying to have some t- <laughs> testosterone in here not to say i am not we will have female guests females because i love females i love the the perception <clears throat> that they bring because I don't know it all. You you know what I'm saying? Jamila doesn't know it all. And no. I love I, I just love feel like African American men need a voice. And I'm okay with letting them have that voice through melanin messages because I think that we have really, really good discussions about relationships and sex. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I meant to say is that I have Q and A. Look, you got I mean I have quotes, sorry. <laughs> I have quotes that I want to say to you guys. Okay, so the good thing about masturbation is, because this is in favor of Jamila, by the way. The good thing I'm about masturbation, masturbation gets you right is that you don't have to dress up for it. You can <laughs> lay down, you can come out of the shower prepared. Um, me and Jamila have had many talks about how masturbation goes. I can say that I'm not one to do toys. I use my fingers. I have did my fingers, um, to be honest, since I was about five. Um, well. And a lot of people don't want to recognize that. She was you, like, well, what is this? Yeah, you start oh. masturbation very early. Early. Some people Some don't people want to. Some people in the womb. Some people don't want to recognize it, but it, it's real. Like, I've been masturbating since I was five. And, um... It hasn't stopped. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that is one of my quotes. And I know I'm giving you guys a double special. Um, I, I have two quotes actually this time. And my last quote is, Masturbation is a meditation of self-love. So many of us afflicted are afflicted with self-images, shamed about body functions and conclusions about sex and pleasure. I recommend an intense love in an intense love affair with yourself by Betty Dotson. You do. Um, Jamila talks about it weekly. <laughs> if you guys haven't um, paid attention, she talks about masturbation a lot, actually. 
more than relationships and it's because she's single so we're not going to shame her hopefully you know, we, not for long though you know we know in this show that we um, is, um, um single it's, free, it's freedom of speech and she talks about it a lot and it's true <laughs> masturbation is key for women masturbation can one the benefit the biggest benefit is to put you to sleep you, you can't sleep, girl. Girl, when you is the of sleep, you masturbate. However, toys, fingers, whatever. I have never secret fact of um, tips for you fans of Tiff. I've never um, bought a toy. I tried. I mean, I've been to many of the pleasure or sex, um, uh, you know, parties. Like, yeah, yeah, the women. But, the sex people come and talk to you about the toys. Been to plenty of those. Yeah, I've been a, a few. I can tell you probably the products by like hand, but I still use my hand. It's free, and guess what? It lasts three minutes. And well, whether or not I have a man, so I can go and have sex all the time. It doesn't take away from me, but it's just something extra. You know what I'm saying? So, for you guys who do masturbate, please drop down at the bottom and. Tell me how you masturbate and why you like to masturbate. Ain't no shame in your game, right? Because guess what? For a man, for you guys who are men and feel a little ashamed because your woman has to masturbate, it doesn't take anything away from what you bring to the table. It only enhances. Also, if you want to send a nude or something to to somebody... to somebody that you're interested in who has consented to receive such materials from you? Consented. Let me tell you something about <laughs> not consented. I get so many videos and images of dudes' dicks and dudes jerking off. I did not consent to that. Did y'all hear him say consent? I consented to receiving this material. Don't just be sending me shit, okay? Because I might not want to see your penis. I'm going to stop now. So, with consent being sort of the primary thing, um, every, pretty much every woman I have ever been in contact with loves seeing videos of dudes jerking themselves off. Um, particularly if you're using plenty of lube, particularly if you have lotioned the, re- the entirety of your body that is going to be in the video, go ahead and take care of that. Um, but yeah, get some Nobody consent like first. No ashy dudes. Nobody likes ashy penis. Take that shit. <laughs> like, get that shit together. But by all means, send somebody that you have consented to sending news and videos and stuff with. Sending them, sending them a video of you stroking um, your shit and ejaculating and all of that stuff. Send them a video of that. They love that shit. It's dope. Send your gay homie some. Sure. Just break him <laughs> off. Like, do that too. Yes. Anywho. My thighs are like burning, guys. Every time I move, I remember <laughs> that I've been going to the gym. Okay? If you would like to be a part of our podcast, please let us know. Send us a slide in our DMs. Send us an email, melaninmessages at gmail.com. Melanin Messages on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube. Let us know. We love having guests. So if you have event ideas podcast topic ideas please let us know if you would like tea cake to come back for another podcast please let us know or any of our other guests that we've had if you want them back please let us know so we can contact them and bring us back if there are guests that we don't have that you want us to contact and bring on to the podcast let us know we are open to so many suggestions because as you know we are new to the podcast world 
and we just want to be great for everybody and we want every people to be able to express um, how they feel about relationships sex and sexuality through melanin messages especially our brown skin people who don't typically have a voice in the world of sex and sexuality because when you pull up Pornhub you see a <laughs> bunch of European and Caucasian looking people okay so I'm gonna let Tiffany close us out and then that's the end of part two of this episode because this episode ended up being two part a two-parter <laughs> So we're going to release um, our first part, which you've already heard, on Tuesday. And today is Thursday, so you're listening to the second part right now. And Tiffany yeah. is going to close us out. All right, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is probably the longest podcast that we ever had. Boop, boop. But um, I just appreciate it. again the guests. I appreciate my other co-hosts. Jamila, like I appreciate her for um thinking of this idea for melanin messages without her there being no melanin messages to be honest. Um and I think that um you guys should really reevaluate what um and and how you live your life because again, like I keep saying, you have one life. You may not agree with everything we said tonight or whatever I guess said, but Live the life that you see fit. And don't let no one tell you that you're wrong. And, you know, I always give the inspirational exit quote. And the only thing I have to say, as usual, is live your life. Love you first. Because at the end of the day, you only have you. When everybody leaves, who do you have? You. Some people, you have family and you. If that is the case, it's family and you. But you live your life because you have one life to live. And that is really the only thing I have to say. Live life, respect yourself, treat yourself good this week. And until next week, be kind to yourself. Peace. Peace. <laughs>